Happy Easter everybody. I hope and pray this message finds you well wherever you are listening to this or, or watching it. One of the headlines that I've seen and one of the comments that I've heard during this coronavirus lockdown season is that everything has changed and you can understand that comment can't you really from the perspective of the coronavirus pandemic. So much has changed our level of certainty about things has changed. So many of the things we possibly took for granted. A lot of future plans have changed for many people. Perhaps you too. Our mobility, some of our freedoms to travel have changed greatly. Income may have changed for many of you. Health and well-being concerns have changed. A lot has changed and has changed so fast that I don't even know where we will be at by Easter Sunday in terms of our news when you read this. At the time of recording this, our Prime Minister Boris Johnson is in intensive care and we should pray for him and for our government. We're called to pray for those in, lead in leadership and those who are unwell and currently at the time of recording our Prime Minister is both of those things. So it's easy to see or to perhaps think that everything has changed. But I want to ask the question, has everything changed? And we'll make a change to our drawing as we do that. My son Alex is finding himself at home while we're recording this back from university, like so many, and we're using the tradition that has found itself part of the global phenomenon of this time of people doing chalk drawings and messages and messages of hope and part of my message of hope is has everything changed i don't think so a lot has changed but not everything you haven't changed your loved ones and those close to you haven't changed the values that we hold dear haven't changed the qualities that we would prize love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control the fruit of the spirit those things haven't changed. When I hear that list, I think we need those qualities even more perhaps in this season, but, but they haven't changed. And I would want to affirm and remind ourselves on this Easter day that our God hasn't changed. In fact, if I think of a time when everything changed, if I think of a season when things changed, things didn't change in 2020 or 2019 in China with the start of the coronavirus. Things didn't start then but on Easter Sunday in terms of everything changing really. If we think about what changed then, the message of life and death and the opportunity for reaching out to God changed so radically then. Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. That's a sign of change. That's when everything changed, really. So we'll change this to the message that I really want us to consider, which is when everything changed. And we'll take the question mark away from that. Thanks, Alex. When did everything change? When Jesus changed the rules of life and death. When I think of the stone being rolled away, as is referred to in that John 20 reading, what that points to is that death has been defeated. That's real change. When I read the account of that stone being rolled away, my 
my heart leaps and my head is encouraged. My heart leaps because it points to the risen Jesus, the first Easter Sunday sign of that in the morning, if you like. And my head is encouraged because I've been through the various options for the stone being rolled away, like so many of you have, and I can find no logical conclusion other than it's the power of God and the risen Jesus. From a head knowledge, intellectual uh, confidence point of view, I love the honesty of the account in the Gospels, including this account in John's Gospel, because you simply don't deliberately add misunderstandings and mistakes into a written account of history unless it's true, because it doesn't help your reasoning, the, the, the point that you want to convey otherwise. Mary and the disciples keep getting things wrong, and yet they're willing to note down their mistakes. Verse 2, um, and we don't know where they've put him, they say. That's a misunderstanding. Verse 9, they still didn't understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Why would you write that unless it was true? Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look at the tomb. Still not understanding what's going on, verse 11. Verse 14, as she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. Verse 15, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where they've put him and I will get him. I love the turned round bit. It might give us the idea that Mary's looking in the wrong direction. She's looking at the tomb where Jesus has been. And only when she turns and faces Jesus does hope and help come. You simply don't make that stuff up, but it makes the testimony so much more trustworthy and so much more something that we can put our confidence in. This is a season where amidst the turmoil, amidst the change, people, it seems to me, are looking for places to put their trust in. So people put their trust in the government, they put their trust in the chief medical officers, they put their trust in the scientists, in us finding a vaccine in the NHS. These are all good things. They're things that we should, and the people behind them are people that we should pray for, but they're not where we place our trust. I place my trust in the creator God of the universe, the creator of life, and the one who on Easter day changed the rules of life and death. And in our reading, then, then he meets her. Jesus meets Mary Magdalene. It was the custom in Palestine to visit the grave three days or so, or, or thereabouts afterwards, after a death. And that phrase for early morning, it means very early morning, maybe 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. In this season of changings of patterns of sleep, maybe you've experienced those hours. And, and they discover the risen Jesus, but not straight away. Amid the confusion and desperation, all of that melts away when he calls her name. And in our time of confusion, when people are at their lowest ebb, the presence of the risen Jesus changes everything. To Mary belongs the honour of being the first to recognise the risen Jesus. But it isn't a race. We can all acknowledge and recognise him today. Our God changes things from bad to good. He does that through the Easter story. He doesn't create the bad, but he turns it around for good. My friend Phil Knox produced a spoken word poem very recently that takes us from 
the bad of Good Friday to the good of Easter Sunday. It's called The Comeback. Let's have a look at that video now. It's finished. It's over. There's more of them than us and they look a lot bigger. The villain's got the girl and his fingers on the trigger. Voldemort, Sauron and Vader reign. It's gone to penalties against the Germans again. It's a terrible feeling when hope is erased, faith misplaced, virtue defaced, gloom embraced, reputation replaced with the taste of disgrace. When you've pushed every door and it's been slammed in your face, when you realise you're third in a two-horse race. So come sit with me on Golgotha's slopes. See human history at its lowest ebb. See the forces of goodness and grace on the ropes. Evil had spoken, last rites read. In a phony gown and thorny crown, he's mocked and knocked and shamed. As he staggers down through an angry town, they spit and hit and hate. Hands that forged galaxies and flung starry trails are pierced and punctured by merciless nails. His body succumbing to brutal infliction. These the horrors of crucifixion. And as dice are tossed, hope is lost. Desolate disciples count the cost. King of the Jews, his headrest embossed. A criminal's killing on Calvary's cross. And as last words cut through foul-smelling air, the whole of the cosmos cries out in despair. It is finished. It's over. But then dawn breaks on Easter day. Darkness quakes as shadows give way to the light. See, resurrection's the plan, it's why God sent him. And the comeback's on, there's a change of momentum. The powers of damnation in previous jubilation have been hushed and crushed by the Lord of creation. See, he takes the hit, stands where we should have stood, and that's why we call Friday good. And he's back with life and with us and blessed. And that's why we can know it as Sunday best. So to the four nil down, to the backs against the wall, Listen to his rallying resurgent call. And to those up against it in brokenness and pain, Easter's story roars, we go again. So thine be the glory, death's lost its sting. Here's to Jesus, the comeback king. I love that piece that Phil brought to us, whether you were just listening to it or whether you, you were watching it. If you were listening to it, let me say that at one point he stands on a peak on a mountain top type area and he says these, the simple word, but. Yes, there's all of this negative around Good Friday, but the risen Jesus, it changes everything is the sentiment of what he's bringing to us. Jesus is the comeback king. We go again, he says. We're in a time where we're being asked to limit ourselves for the sake of saving other people's lives. It's a message that makes sense. Stay at home and reduce the risk of transmission of a disease for other people. It's a message that we can and should all grasp. 
But we should also grasp that the message of limiting oneself for the sake of saving lives was shown first, was shown bigger and more perfectly in Jesus Christ our Saviour who limited himself in coming to earth and limited himself further in the sacrifice that he paid for each one of us. There was a time when everything changed in terms of everything that really matters, in terms of the way we view life and death, and that was Easter. Access to God changed. He's now reachable for each one of us. Eternal hope changed because Jesus paved the way for us. Maybe you know and remember the song, Because He Lives. It's not particularly trendy, but the lyrics resonate for me today. There's a verse in it that says, but greater still, the calm assurance. This child can face uncertain days because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. That uncertain days bit is right, isn't it? And I pray that all fear is gone would be a progressive truth for us. Don't feel extra guilt if you don't have all fear gone. It's something that progressively becomes true for us. If you're somebody who has extra anxiety, don't compare yourself to somebody who doesn't, but I would pray that you have greater peace because God is in your life. And what we see in our reading is that makes a difference to an individual. Mary has the honour of being the first person that happens to, but very much not the last. Each one of us can experience that ourselves. And Mary goes again, like our reading, like that dramatic spoken word piece says, verse 18, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had all the th things he had said, these things to her. I say that again. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The coronavirus changes a lot of things, but it doesn't change everything. Easter makes all the difference in the world. It is when everything that mattered changes in that sense. And it changes things in terms of the way we live now. It changes the hope we have for tomorrow and it changes our hope for eternity. Before we go to our closing song, I'm going to say a prayer. I know that the song that Calvin will have in mind for us will be victorious and upbeat and rightly so. That's very much part of the Easter emphasis. But our victorious emphasis isn't at the expense of those who have a range of issues and concerns at this time. And that may very well include you or those close to you watching and listening to this online service. So let's pray having all of those people in mind, shall we? Lord, I'm reminded that our spoken word piece referred to those up against it in brokenness and pain and that you're there for them. We picture those people. We're honest if it's ourselves and we picture others for whom that might apply to and we pray for them. Let it be true that because he lives I can face tomorrow. Let it be true that this child and each person reaching out to you this day can face uncertain days because he lives. We picture those with health concerns, physical and emotional health concerns. Be close to them, Lord. 
We picture those with income worries and job worries and a whole range of other concerns personal to them. Lord, would you answer the prayers of our hearts as we picture people and name them even and lift them up to you. Thank you that the risen Jesus met people with his presence, with his peace, his shalom peace, and with his power. And right at this moment, Lord, in each of our homes, we need all of those things, your presence, your peace, and your power. Meet us now, Lord. Amen. God bless you, everyone.